This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's powerful two-day message entitled, Just Believe, is probably one of the most important lessons he has ever taught because it touches on the meaning of two words Jesus himself spoke about so often, faith and belief. Pastor is asking his listeners, who are you trusting, God and his word or the things of this world? Jesus himself said, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. The three Bible accounts, the woman with the issue of blood, the two blind men, and the raising from the dead of the daughter of Jairus are perfect examples of how faith and belief work together to do God's will. Faith is simply trust and belief in what God said he would do, but the strength of your belief will always determine the level of your blessing. Let's now hear more on how the power of just believing can change your life. So tonight... The title of my message, let's put it up there. It's just really, we're going to go over some scriptures. Believe. Come on, everybody say it. Believe. Really, believing is the power of faith. And there's nothing that we're going to accomplish or God's going to accomplish in and through our lives without faith. We need faith in every aspect, in every corner of our lives, in every situation of our lives. It's faith It's just believing, because what is faith? Faith is just simple trust. It's simply believing what God says in His Word as if it was given to you directly, because it was. What God has said in His Word is for you, and it's for me, and all the Lord asks us to do is, everybody say it, believe. All we need to do is act our faith out by believing the Word and what God has to say. And this has revolutionized and changed my life all these years. I was a doubter. I was an unbeliever. I, I was full of fear and full of all kinds of crazy stuff until I came to the knowledge of the truth of God's Word. And when God said something, I just purposed at that point, when I read something in the Bible, I just purposed at that point to believe it, to just receive it and say, God, Lord, if you said this, then I'm just going to accept it. I'm just going to believe it. And keep on believing it. And keep on believing it. And keep on believing it. Because that's where a lot of people get messed up. You start out in faith and you end up in doubt and unbelief. Why? Because things don't turn out as quickly as you think they should. Let me tell you what, God's not on your timetable. Let me say it again, God's not on your timetable. Sometimes you you don't know things that God has to do behind the scenes. He's got to get you ready. He's got to get you lined up. He's got to get rid of some things. He's got to make some new things in your life. He's got to get rid of some situations and turn things around before that blessing that you're seeking may come to pass. Or you know, it, It's going to come, but it's not always going to come in your time frame. I just found out you might as well just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. 
and just keep on believing. Lord, it may not be today, and it may not be tomorrow, and it may not be next week, but God, I know you have it in your mind. And you know what, Lord? I'm just going to keep on believing it. I'm just going to keep on believing. I'm going to be like my little nephews. I'm just going to keep on asking, believing, (laughs) trusting until you do it. Is everybody with me? And we have to become like children in that way. God, your word says it. I believe and that settles it. It's over. It's done. It's going to come to pass. So it really just comes down to believe. Every one of us really needs to understand that it's really, um, it's really up to our level, or, or let's say this, our level of blessing is really in direct relation to how much we believe. That's right. Where's your believing tonight? Where's your believing? Do you believe the Lord? So let's go over, do you believe His Word? Are you reading His Word? Are you studying His Word? Are you being encouraged by the Word? Amen. Amen? So let's go through some scriptures and let's just see what the Lord has to say. So we want to start in Matthew's Gospel and let's go to chapter 9. And um, we're going to start in verse 27 through, through 29. And Matthew's Gospel 9, 27 little story here. It says, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him. Now, isn't it interesting that people know where to go when they have a need? Isn't it interesting that they're following Jesus? Why? Because obviously they had seen Jesus heal. They had seen Jesus do miracles. They were blind. They needed a miracle. So they had sense enough to seek out the one who could change their situation and give them sight and to help them and to bless them. And, and you see, that's why it's up to us folks to tell the world about Jesus. Tell the world about the goodness, the love, the Word of God, because when they hear about Jesus, they're going to come running because hopefully they're going to come to the end of themselves and realize that the only hope there is, the only true help there is, the only true satisfaction that there truly is, is in a relationship with Jesus. Jesus has the answer for your problem. Jesus has the touch for your life. Jesus can fulfill every corner crevice of your life. These two blind men, they had more wisdom than some of the blind people that I don't mean physically blind, but I mean spiritually blind people that I've encountered. They had enough sense to know they had a problem and there was somebody out there that could help them. So, let's keep going. So when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him. Notice they stayed behind him. They followed him and they were crying out, Son of David, have mercy on us. They weren't being quiet about it. Let me tell you what, when you need something from God, you better not be quiet about it. You better be loud about it. Don't be sheepish about your asking. Don't be sheepish about your petitioning God. They needed something from Jesus, and they're crying out, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, he went into a house. The blind men came to him. In other words, the blind men followed him into the house where he was going to visit. These blind men were pretty intent on getting their healing and getting their touch and getting what they needed from Jesus. Let me tell you what, uh, and we know the end of the story, we're going to get there in a minute. But I want to tell you something, that Jesus is really impressed when you are passionate about seeking Him for the things and the needs and, 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 and the touch in your life. Jesus is impressed with that. So notice what it says. He wants to be Followed. He wants to be hunted. He wants his, his followers to have passion in their life. So notice what it says. So he came into the house. The blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Jesus said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, yes. 
So the question was, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I am able to do this? Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that God is able to do what you need to be done in your life? Do you really believe? You see, he asked them the question. Do you believe? In other words, he's trying to find out where their level of faith is. Because we understand in, in and we've talked about this for, for years if you've been in this church, but in Hebrews chapter 11 said, without faith it is impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must know that he exists, know that he exists, know that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those who sometimes seek him, half-heartedly seek him. No, those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible. But you must know not only that God exists and that he's there, but that he is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. So Jesus is trying to qualify their faith. Where is your faith? Do you believe that I can do this? Do you believe that I I can do this? And the question that we put out here, do you believe God can do what you need done? You ought to. Where's your faith? Maybe you've been waiting for a time. Maybe you're worried about something in the future. Uh, maybe, maybe it's been a long season of, of prayer and, and, and waiting and, and on the word, but nothing's ha- happened yet. Is your faith still strong? Are you still trusting? Are you still believing? Because the question they ask, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. Yes, absolutely. Then he touched their eyes saying, listen to what he said. According to your faith, let it be to you. In other words, it wasn't according to God's power. It wasn't according to Jesus' will. This is where a lot of people get mixed up because we pray prayers sometimes that we know are promises from God's word. And we'll pray prayers like, well, Lord, you know, this and so, you know, maybe, maybe for healing, maybe for some other touch or some other thing that you need that you know is outlined in the word of God, maybe for prosperity or whatever it be. And we, 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 we begin and end those prayers with these words, if it be thy will. Let me tell you what, if God has already willed it in his word, you don't have to ask him if it's his will. It's already written down. It is his will. So he didn't say, according to my, to my will, be it done to you. He said, according to your faith, be it done to you. In other words, if you have the faith for it, you can receive it. You can have it. And this same word is powerful and meaningful and effective to the very day that you and I live in. And just like Jesus asked the blind man, what is it that you want me to do for you? Do you believe that I can do this? And, 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 and then, and then he did it and he said, okay, I'll lay my hands on you, but now according to your faith, let it be done to you. See, that puts the responsibility back on the believer. Don't get angry at somebody because they're walking in the blessings of God. You know, um, and that's what happens sometimes in the body of Christ. You ought to take lessons. You ought, you ought not take offense. You ought to take lessons. Learn how, how a person is operating in faith because they've learned how to, according to their faith, receive from God just trusting Him. According to your faith, let it be unto you. Boy, that resonates within my spirit. So, I, you know, I never get tired hearing about faith. Because if without faith, I'm not gonna, it's impossible to please God. And if it's according to my faith, then I'm going to be able to receive into my life whatever it is that I need and want. Then I don't ever get tired hearing about faith. I want to hear about faith all the time. 
because I need faith to receive from God. I need faith to see things happen in my life. Come on. Everything that you're sitting in, everything that you see in this house and in this church, and have, some of you have followed this ministry for years, all of the things, everything has been according to faith. Somewhere, someone expressed faith in this house. Of course, I have, and many with me, to see, uh, uh, to see the results that we see today. It's all been according to faith. It hasn't been luck. It hasn't been chance. It hasn't been, oh, well, somebody likes me better than you. No, nobody did me a favor along the way. As a matter of fact, people gave me more heartache along the way. But that just gave me the opportunity to trust God according to your faith. According to your faith. According to your faith, it will be given to you. It will be done to you. According to your faith. Where's your faith? And I hear so many believers just talk so much doubt and unbelief. You know, and this has happened over the years. You pray for somebody. They're praying for a need to want. You show them in the Bible. God says you can have this. This is what it says. You know, do you believe? Oh, yeah, I believe it. Then you, you pray with them. And you, after you finish praying, you say, okay, now, did you receive this? I hope so. Well, that's proof that you haven't received it by faith. If you receive something by faith, doesn't mean you see it yet. That's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What's the evidence? Is the thing the evidence? No. Faith is the evidence. In other words, faith is the proof that I've got what I've prayed for. I've got what I've asked for. So that's why faith is so important to the believer. That's why this ministry has really been built on faith. And my lessons and teaching and everything always goes back in some way, shape, or form to faith. Why? Because it's impossible to please God without it. And secondly, according to your faith, things are going to happen, right? And if that's the case, then I'm going to have to really keep my faith sharp. I have to learn to continue to, everybody say it, believe. Just trust and believe. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So it says, then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their eyes were open. Praise God. All right. So let's go over to another verse. Let's go over to Mark's gospel, chapter number five. And I love this uh, portion of scripture. And this uh, starts um, out in the beginning. You all remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood. How many remember that story? And and just so we can get everybody on the same page, uh, Jesus is walking through this territory and there are thousands I don't know how many people but it says that he was being thronged by people there were tons and tons of people maybe thousands I don't know but they were all gathered around him and there was a little woman who had a bleeding problem for 12 years of her life how many of you agree with me that's a long time to be suffering with a problem and it said that she went to all kinds of doctors and nobody could help her well would you agree with me that this little woman came to the end of herself now here's another one who had enough sense to know that her help and her miracle and what she needed, from, uh, needed for her life came from Jesus. So after she had used all her money, went through all the doctors, it said basically what the Bible's teaching is here, she came to the end of herself and she heard about Jesus. That's why, let me say it again, that's why we've got to tell the world about Jesus. Thank you for those three amens. I said, we've got to tell the world about Jesus. We've got to share the power and the love and the grace and the mercy of our living God who, who wants to bless people, who wants to help people, who wants to lift people out of the pit. How many of you were lifted out of a pit? 
Well, Jesus wants to lift others out of the pit. That's why we need to go into the world and preach the gospel. Tell somebody that Jesus is alive, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus is the answer to your problem. This is why. So this little woman came to the end of herself and she had enough sense because someone somewhere had connected her with Jesus. She either heard about him through someone's testimony. Let me go. I'm reading into this, but probably heard, heard about Jesus through someone's testimony, not testimony, but testimony. And not just the monies, because a lot of people have the monies. You got to turn the monies into a testimony. So somewhere along the line, she had heard about Jesus. And now you have to understand something that for her to be in public while she was bleeding, this is menstrual bleeding, was illegal. And really she could have been stoned to death because she was breaking the moral code of that day. And we don't understand that today because that, that, that doesn't make any sense. But you got to go back to that time and think this was, this was a huge mistake, huge problem. But she was so desperate, let me say desperate, all right. She was desperate and she knew, she knew that if she could only get to Jesus, that something was going to change. See, we got to tell the world, man, you need Jesus. See, you're not excited enough. We got to tell the world you need Jesus. Jesus is the answer. If I can connect somebody to Jesus, their troubles will be over. If I can connect somebody to Jesus, things in their life will be broken. Emptiness will be filled. They will have satisfaction from God like they've never experienced before in their life. God will, God will do a work in their life like they could never imagine. If I can just connect somebody with Jesus. Someone may have given this woman a testimony. So she heard about Jesus and she goes into the crowd. She doesn't belong in the crowd, but she goes into the crowd and um, there are people all around her and she can't get to Jesus. So you know the story. She gets down on the ground and she starts crawling through the legs. You know, people are feeling something touching their, their legs and they're moving, uh, moving us along. I mean, this is radical behavior. This woman is desperate. She's radical. But she already, she already knows it in her heart because she already said, she said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, she was already believing she already convinced herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I don't even need him to touch me. Oh, dear Jesus. I don't even need him to know who I am. I don't even need him to see my face. If I could just touch his, the hem, not even his garment, not even his arm, not even his hand, but just the hem. I mean, just touch the very end, the tip of his garment. I will be here. She was already believing. This woman was already believing. Her faith was roaring. She, she said, if, if I could just touch the hem. So she gets on all fours and she climbs to the crowd. She touches his garment. And it says instantly, not five days later, not two weeks later, instantly. It said virtue, and that means power went out of Jesus, went into her body. And, and it says instantly the, the bleeding dried up and she knows what's happened, obviously. And she's hooting and hollering, I'm healed, I'm healed. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, wait a minute, who touched me? And the disciples look at him and say, are you crazy? There are people all around you. Look at all these people. How do you say, who touched me? 
He says, no. He said, I felt virtue go out of my... This was a touch. This was a different kind of touch. This was a touch of faith. See, see, there, there, there's a difference. When you come to God and your heart is just filled with faith, you believe with all you've got, God, you are my only hope. I trust in you. I believe, I choose to believe your word over the word of the doctor, over the word of the naysayers, over the word of those who have plotted against me, the devil and all his cohorts. I choose to believe you above all. Let me tell you what, virtue and power starts flowing from heaven right into your life and right into your situation to change that situation and to turn it around. That's the touch of faith. But we've got to, everybody say it, believe. This woman believed. She believed so much that she went out into the crowd where she was in violation of the moral code of that day, the religious moral code of that day. If she she could have been stoned to death, but she believed so much. She was so desperate, she didn't really care. I mean, sometimes you just got to come to a point in your life where you just plain old don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care what people think. I don't care what they do to me. I don't care what they say to me. Woo! I don't care, you know, how they look at me. I don't, I don't care. She got into the on her knees touched and, and power, virtue went into her life and, and the bleeding dried up and Jesus said, somebody touched me. That was a different kind of touch. It was a touch of faith that extracted power from Jesus into that little woman's life. And he said, who touched my clothes and who touched me And he looked around and he saw this thing, but the woman fearing and troubling, verse 33, knowing what just had happened, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And verse 34, and he said to her, daughter, my power made you heal or made you whole. No, it doesn't say that. See, some of you, I got you already tripped up. No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say my power just healed you. Although we understand it was the power of God that healed him, healed her. Daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And how many of you agree with me? If you were bleeding for 12 years and spent all your money and now you're, you're healed, you've been touched by God. How many of you agree with me? When you get touched by God, it may not be healing. It may be something else that you need worked on or worked out by God. But when you get touched by God, you go in peace, man. Peace starts to flow like a river in your life. Go in peace because your faith has made you. So, man, I'm going to tell you what, faith is a pretty important subject. He didn't say my power. He said it was your touch of faith. It wasn't. Yes, it was. It it was the faith that extracted the needed power. It was the faith that took from Jesus and brought it into her own life. Because she touched with the touch of faith. Because she believed if she would just touch the hem of his garment. She didn't need, she didn't need some big deal. All she needed was the hem of his garment. And when she got it, bam, exactly what she was believing for came to pass. Oh man, let that sink down deep on, on the inside of you. What are you believing for? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.